You're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have Maggie Heaton with Margaret Kelly Weddings. She's also a co-owner of Studio 15, a newly opened bridal cooperative shall i say in the heart of Asheville, maggie thanks so much for joining us i want to start out with what's your favorite beverage okay um well thanks for having me um my favorite beverage is a dirty martini um but that's probably just one part of the answer um because that's more <laughs> like a out to dinner drink <laughs> so okay. you don't make it's those a dirty at home martini. yeah absolutely so dirty is a little bit of that olive juice, right? Yeah. I have started using capers. Have you ever tried That's capers? No, but I like that idea. That's very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, no, I've only done olives, olive juice. I'm definitely not an onion person. Um, mm. But capers sound really good. Yeah, you you can buy the actual caper, like fruits, I guess, at Trader Joe's. And they're the shape of an olive and size, but obviously different consistency. Caper berries, yeah. Yeah, so they're not the little ones. They're like the yeah, big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought, and I've never seen them, but I picked them up and yeah, it's like a cool different you know, spin on the dirty martini. I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> so Maggie, um, Margaret Kelly Weddings. Yes. You, you do florals, right? That's the core of your business? I do floral and event design. So I can do the full design of an event, but specifically more often than not, I'm focused on the flowers. Oh, interesting. So you, you kind of, uh, your business does integrate the design aspect outside of the, fl- the floral part. It does. Um, that's not very, is that very common in the industry? It, it's not super common and like what I would like to do is eventually only focus on the full event design and no aspect of the logistics and the planning, which that does happen. Um, But it's, it's definitely like a higher end of the market to just have a designer um, for an event that doesn't cover the planning. So that's, so I'm skipping way ahead. That's the long-term goal, but Yeah. yeah, for the most part, I'm, doing the flowers for a wedding well let's start out in the beginning how did you begin this journey um into the wedding industry what what kick-started that well i it's really not surprising given like the kind of kid that i was because i was always interesting interested in weddings and like proms and and pretty things mm-hmm. and um when i initially went to college, I went to an art school for audio and video production. And I did that for about a year and a half and wasn't super happy with it and super comfortable with it. And in my free time, I was constantly looking at like wedding magazines and wedding blogs were really becoming a thing then. Um, And so when I decided to change course, I thought I may as well just go with this because this is what I'm clearly the most interested in. So I 
transitioned colleges and I went to uh, the University of South Carolina and I got my degree in hotel restaurant tourism management, which is about as focused of an event production degree that you can get. Um, and I kind of toyed around with potentially working in a hotel or a resort for a little while, but ultimately I loved weddings. And so I took several internships with wedding planners and that, that was my focus initially as well. And I started interning for a florist just to learn this side of it. And when I started my business, I offered floral design as kind of just a, an extra if someone really wanted it. And over time, it's become the most successful part of my business and what I enjoy the most. So that's kind of the meandering path that got me here. Is that because you're just an exceptional floral designer? You just, you're great at that and people noticed it or did you heavily market? Um, I mean, I, I guess it, it's probably more that like, that's just the most of like, I was putting that out there. And so that's what I was getting back and florals are very eye catching. So anytime I was sharing like a wedding that I had done, and I'd done the flowers. It just that's I would just get those bookings back from it, and it it just became focused on the flowers. Um, I also freelance for other florists, and oh, just um, over time, like I I've, I've really developed this skill, and and it's the most successful part of it, and I enjoy it, so I've stuck with it. Well, I think when people notice the quality of your work, um, you know and that's how you get bookings, that's the best encouragement of all, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's not like you're forcing it. It's like people are coming to you because you do such a great job. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario, that's definitely what I'm looking <laughs> <laughs> um, So what's your, uh, what do you love most about this business? You know, there's a lot of moving parts, right? You have the client interaction, you have the day of, you have all the back end work. What's your favorite part? Um, ultimately, it's being of service to others. Um, I, I really get to flex my creative side with the design part of it, and that's very much important to me um, as a creative person. But I love the hospitality of it all. I think a wedding is the most heightened version of hospitality. And getting to make someone's day better or easier is always good. But on a wedding day, it's, it's that much more. So it's just, um, that's, that's are a bit part. higher, right? Yeah. I love the, the stakes <laughs> being, um, a little more up than normal. Um, I love the production like quality of a wedding, not so much like drama per se, but just, you know, you'd like the antsiness that you get towards things being like ready to go. I'm almost never present for the actual wedding part of the day. I usually am done like right as it's getting going. Um, so all of that kind of adrenaline and um, being of service to others. That's what I love the most. Yeah, I agree. And I, you mentioned the, proms that you're interested uh -huh. in for, right? And I went to four proms when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm, I'm with you there. I like that big moment, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, And uh, it all leads up to that. And that's when it's, yeah, it's time to shine. So. Yeah. I've actually experienced both sides of that. I, um, I planned my junior prom and without being conceited, it was really good. And then (laughs) when you're a senior, you know, it's the juniors, uh, responsibility to plan it and they chose an outdoor venue and it there was like a monsoon uh that day and it all but got washed out essentially um and by the time we had actually made it to the prom they canceled it um because of like tornado and lightning (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah (laughs) i totally understand that so we talked about what you love what's your biggest challenge with the wedding industry or at least your work um, there's a few, um, conveying my worth to people, um, as far as what they're spending can be difficult if they're not sold on the portfolio, you know, initially, um, weather is obviously a logistical thing that we deal with all the time. Um, and then also it's just, it's nowhere near as glamorous as it looks, I would say. 90% of it is somewhat dirty work even. It's lots of buckets, lots of heavy things. Um, I like I build out a lot of stuff, so it's lots of trips to Lowe's. Um, like arbors and such, or what, what are you building out? Arbors, floating platforms that have flowers on them. Um, I'm an expert in zip ties, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Um, dealing with the, like the sizing of a venue, like what the ceiling height is, if we're hanging things from it. A lot of venues I've worked in have extremely high ceilings mm-hmm. and uh, clients often want things hanging from them. So logistical things like that are yeah. a challenge, but they can be a fun challenge if you do them right. And they can also be terrifying. <laughs> and did you learn how to do all this from those you know, internships and things you mentioned beforehand or? Yeah, I did. Um, Initially, I learned the basics from my first floral internship and then I got started on my own. Um, And once I started freelancing for bigger companies, that's when I really started to learn uh, how to make these big installations, um, how to produce just a large event in general. that's probably the biggest reason that I continue to freelance as a business owner. I leave open dates specifically so that I can go do that several times a year. Um, and then I've also just built very strong relationships with the people that I go work for. And those always benefit the business as well as personally. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest reason is learning how to do something that my business probably isn't big enough to even suggest yet, but I'm learning the hands-on side of it and I can bring it back into mine if I want to. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the client themselves. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to a couple that's looking to book someone for florals? Well, you would want to start with determining how much flowers mean to you. Mm -hmm. If you are approaching your wedding as sort of, 
you know, you like maybe you have an, an checklist and you're checking things off of it and almost every wedding has flowers and you feel like we got to check this box off. Flowers are probably not of a lot of importance to you. And so I would recommend not allocating much of your budget to them. Whereas if you're really passionate about them, you really want them to be a focal point of your design. You want to bring in your colors with flowers. That's when you're going to want to invest in a higher end floral designer. Um, so I would just say just start with determining their importance to you. So it sounds like your ideal client is someone who cares about the florals. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I was talking to another wedding designer who does florals and she mentioned the idea of taking the top three priorities you have and focusing on those for your budget or your time or energy. You yeah, know, so instead, instead of trying to, you know, worry about everything, because not no one has a truly unlimited budget, right? Everyone's on some kind of budget, even if it's a million dollars, it's still a budget. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, um, so I think focusing on the things they care about, the vibe they're going for is really important. Uh, yeah. You know, and I, uh, for me with the mobile bar, I have clients that, you know, get married at a, at a public park and they just want a mm -hmm. badass mobile bar and, you know, yeah. a brew setup. So, you know, but whereas others I've had, um, don't want to pay for the mobile bar because they spent all their money on a venue with, <laughs> you know, amazing views, which is, is great, mm -hmm. right? They, that's their focus. So, um, I think it's it's better when we work with folks that really want us. It's a more meaningful, engaging, fulfilling interaction. Um, yeah. So do you go? Do you do everything from the boutonnieres to the landscape flowers to the petals on the ceremony? Like, do you do everything, or are you more of more the yeah. aesthetic landscape? Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I work for any client, I require exclusivity on all of the floral side of the decor um, from greenery, uh, flowers, almost always the candles, um, all of that's coming through me and only me. So I'm doing arrangements, boutonnieres, bouquets, any kind of installation, um, adding greenery to things, adding any kind of foliage. That's all me. You mentioned the greenery. I've seen some moss walls. Weddings. Mm -hmm. That is that really a trend? I haven't seen it at any real wedding. I've just seen it in pictures. Um, well, first of all, moss is probably present more often than you realize. Um, <laughs> Because it's a great filler for us, um, but also a full moss wall. I have not seen too much of that, but that might be something we're going to see a lot of. Yeah. So it definitely would take the place of uh, greenery backdrops that people love right now, floral backdrops. Um, I always recommend if you're going to do a floral focal point of your reception that you somehow make it photo worthy like you can stand in front of it and take pictures with it um it's great for your guests to do yeah the image that's sticking in my head is this wall with the greenery and like the name of the couple maybe or some phrase like yeah. a neon mm -hmm. ripped you know but i haven't seen that in 
in the weddings I do. And, you know, mind you, we're mostly at, you know, open air pavilions and Mm -hmm. uh, barns and farms and even hotels and such, but we're not in like, I don't know, we're not like usually in enclosed areas where that might make more sense, I guess. Because usually the venues I do, there's lots of greenery around already. So it's redundant to have like a greenery wall. Totally. And I find clients asking me for those things a lot and trying to convey that, like, for instance, if you are getting married outside and there are woods in the landscape around you and you have cafe lights that you want greenery strung along, that's great, but you won't see them because they're going to blend right back into the woods surrounding you. So definitely with things like that and, and photo walls in general, I, I find they happen a lot more indoors when yes. you don't already have plenty of views to take a picture with or, or like downtown venues that are open air, yeah. but not in the woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. There's this, I did an event down in Charleston at a venue called Jackson street cottages. And I think that's maybe where that image is in my head. Um, it wasn't a wedding. It was a kind of a grand opening and I brought the truck down there to um, to showcase you know what we had to offer and yeah there's no there's nothing around i mean it's a beautiful spot it's these you know antique restored cottages but having some greenery you know having that green wall really helped so that makes sense yeah if you're in the woods if you put greenery up it'll blend in so Mm -hmm. you're almost paying for something that's not getting noticed yeah i'm always an advocate of the smartest use of your budget so me too. <laughs> so Maggie, uh, what does it look like to work with you? You know, do they, do you go to the venue with them? Do you go, do you know the venues you work at? Like how does that work in regards to designing for the space where they're getting married? Um, I'm always going to end up doing one, if not more of site visits with my couples and their planners. Um, it's nearly impossible to design any kind of installation um, or anytime you're adding to a venue, if you haven't been to it, you shouldn't be offering those services um, because you just don't know what kind of spacing you're going to be working with, what kind of things you'll even be allowed to do. um, And just, I try to save the planning of those design elements for once we've toured it so we're not wasting time suggesting things that can't even happen or maybe we get inspired by something at the venue um it's great to leave time to allow for that um but yes i'm definitely touring venues with uh, my clients and the venues that i've worked in before are a great source of clients and doing that early on so that you can design around the space rather than coming up with all these visions that may not make sense there mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah so we talked a little bit about the moss wall greenery <laughs> greenery wall do you have any uh do you have your finger on any new trends in regards to florals and design that you know we might see this year or maybe even next um i think that we are gradually getting away from everybody wanting greenery in their flowers or as decor itself 
and I'm seeing a good bit of product heavy pieces. Um, so we're talking about all blooms, no foliage to hmm. accident, which is interesting for me because I designed it, it's what I would call my design is naturally garden inspired mm-hmm. pieces. Um, so I think that you're going to see a lot of strong, bold colors without the greenery to sort of soften it. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Ikebana. No, <laughs> I am not. What is, is that a person or a style or <laughs> it's a style. So, um, you might have seen it before, but it's almost like an empty vessel, and you have what's called a floral frog in the base of it, and that is um, a disc with essentially like nails coming up, and you use that to place single blooms in a very designed way, but it's also very stark and almost empty. So. You're, what you're doing is using the very best flowers to speak for themselves. And it's very minimalist, but it's also very striking. Um, okay. So that's a trend I see coming. Um, and then also you mentioned neon signs. I'm seeing lots and lots of neon signs. I like the neon. I, I saw yeah. from some wedding pro that, you know, they were like, oh, stop with the neon. I'm like, I, I think it's cool. Like, we don't, we don't have a lot of that up in Asheville. Um, uh-huh. so I think that'll be maybe a, hopefully it'll jump up here for at least a bit <laughs> I'd love to put a neon sign on my truck you know that'd look awesome um I've done one before um which is another part of you know the logisticals of lining up an installation with enough electricity or you know, dropping those down so that they hang right um and clients keep those um, so if you wanted to work it into the design of your home, I, I'm all for it. And I don't love when people call a trend a trend and say, stop doing it. You know, trends happen for a reason. And yeah. like this industry is always going to have trends that, you know, take a long time to die out. So, I mean, I, I like them. If you like it, you should use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Let's go to Asheville. You um, you moved here just a few months ago. I did. Um, from where? From Columbia, South Carolina? Yes. So I have had lived in Columbia since college. So I moved here and moved there in 2011, uh, 2012. Um, and I did my degree at USC and then I stayed for several more years after that. Um, and I started my business here. Um, and Asheville had always been a long-term wish of mine. I, um, I had always wanted to move up, but just planning personal life wise and, and also kind of trying to juggle whether or not I was too established here to give that up um, in a transition or if I should just wing it and see what happens. Um, And so the right scenario presented itself and I moved up with um, 
my business partners, close friends, um, we all somehow very randomly had the same desire that we hadn't even expressed to each other, but we just made the move and then realized we were all making the move at the same time. So we did it together. And um, that's how our collaborative studio came about. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how I ended up in Asheville. And I'm also still working a good bit in Columbia. The last couple of inquiries I've gotten have come from Columbia and I'm certainly not willing to give up the relationships that I've established here in the last couple of years. Those are so beneficial and um, the distance is not, is really not too far. I've always traveled for work um, and I've even traveled further away than Asheville is from Columbia to work from Columbia. So it's kind of like, it's like the sweet spot. Like, I think it's going to work out great to almost do both. Yeah. It's only what, two, two and a half hours or so. Yeah. Yeah. That's not crazy. I've, I've traveled that far for a wedding with our trucks. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, and you, when you factor in how far out of Asheville, some of these venues are, you know, you almost feel like you're traveling yeah. destination style. Well, the yeah, the, any of the venues up in Hot Springs or Marshall could be an mm -hmm. hour out easily. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is Paint Rock Farm, which is in Hot okay. Springs. And they actually have a mm -hmm. farm on site and lodging on site. So it's yeah. uh, with mountain views, it's a great spot. But heck of a time getting up that hill. <laughs> oh, boy. I am um, a couple of what I've done a couple weddings in. Um, the ridge it's an area of the mountains just above greenville um and there's a couple of different subdivisions it's it's mostly homes but they all have event spaces within them and turning a vehicle full of flowers and buckets you know up an angle like a steep angle like that is definitely treacherous <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i can't imagine i anticipate a lot more of that Natural. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty madness around here. Uh, yeah. well, well, given that, uh, do you have any crazy wedding stories that you want to share with us? I mean, I have plenty. Um, a lot of them, most of my crazy stories are specific to the clients, and so I wouldn't want to. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to share. Say, even if I wasn't naming names, they would be like, that's absolutely me. Um, and the, I also feel somewhat, um, conflicted about the topic in general, because I constantly, like if I've introduced myself to someone I don't know, and they're not a part of the industry. And I say, I'm a florist for weddings. Like the very first question every single time is, oh my God the bridezillas must be crazy. I could never deal with that. And so I, I always like hesitate to be like, yeah, they are crazy. Um, cause by and large, so many of them are good people that I love and continue to be friends with. Um, yeah. but you do get your, your difficult people. I would say the craziest, my absolute craziest story is not appropriate for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the second craziest one is, um, I had a bride who had had her dress uh, hemmed and she had a lot of fabric 
left over from it and she wanted it tied into her bouquet as the ribbon mm. um and i had oh God, i hesitate to even tell the story because it was truly nobody's fault it was just a a really like the the circumstances lined up perfectly for this to happen but I'm in the back of my car, like I'm working out of the back of my car because the venue didn't have like a space to do it. And I'm tying ribbon on bouquets and the photographer is a good friend of mine. And she and the bride and I had met up a few times. And so we had like an easy rapport. And so I said to her, I said, can you go get the ribbon from Jen's dress for the bouquet? And so she goes then she gets this ribbon and she brings it back to me and I tie it off in the bouquet and I cut it down cause it's too long. Um, and I'm like, okay, we're all set. And then about that time, the bride's mom comes and asks and she says, are you finished with the ribbon? And I said, yeah, it's in the bouquet. And it turns out that what had happened is the photographer had got, had gone and said, can I get the ribbon from Jen's dress? And it turned, it was her stash. so that's what you used to wrap up the yeah but i had i mean like i had no way of knowing that this was actually a belt (laughs) and so i have i literally cut up part of a bride's dress once um oh my god that's pretty good yeah fortunately it was still plenty long enough to tie around her waist and you know it was like it was shocking for a second and i felt horrendous about it um and then it was over and and we all kind of laughed about it um but it just ended up being a a small part of the day but that's that's definitely the craziest one of the craziest things yeah yeah well there's a lot of fun stories out there um you know i I don't think any of the well i'm gonna hold my tongue but i think that little bumps can kind of make a wedding more interesting you know I agree. Like, yeah. It's something to share with people later on. It's a fun anecdote. Yeah, I I listened to one of your episodes to prepare for this. Um, so I heard the one <laughs> that you mentioned about um, that they had roasted a pig and it wasn't done for dinner. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and she was great. I mean, everyone was great. They just had to wait. And luckily, I was <laughs> there with the bar, so it was fine. But, yeah, things happen and people roll with it. And I, I've been – I've had great – experiences with uh couples um mind you they are you know they are hiring me uh as the bar with a pickup truck (laughs) so they have Mm -hmm. to be cool (laughs) right Um, i i think um almost almost nothing is insurmountable and it's just a reason to hire uh really professional really experienced people because they can roll with almost anything um a lot of the time clients don't even know about things that have happened, um, which is great. I had another one actually when I was coordinating where um, the woman that was supposed to play the piano for their entire service never showed up. And uh, it, they were good friends of mine. This was like right out of college. Um, and one of our other close friends happened to be a musician. And so I just went to him and was like, uh, you're being promoted to the ceremonies entertainment. Like get ready. <laughs> so oh he did it. That'd um, be so but, much fun. I would love to, if I could play piano, I would love to be called upon for a wedding. Yeah. I mean, it, it really worked out. Um, 
kind of just got lucky, but, um, if you hire the right people, they can make it happen for you. Yes. Yeah. There's, it's easy to call yourself a wedding professional without having any experience, you know? Yeah. You can just say like, Oh, we do weddings, (laughs) like a caterer. (laughs) Oh, we do weddings or a DJ, but it's a different set of circumstances, needs and Mm -hmm. elevation, right? You could be a DJ at a, at a, I don't know, a club for 10 years, but a wedding is a totally different animal, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've experienced a lot of that. Um, I think on the DJ side of things, um, there are so many things about a wedding that really almost have nothing to, you're an MC at that point, you know, yeah. you've got to know that you need all these people's names to introduce. You got to know transitions, you, you know, exactly. Uh, so yeah, definitely you can't, just, there are a lot of professions that don't transition smoothly to doing weddings, even when you've done events. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, for sure. So Maggie, you live in Asheville now. What do you love yeah. most about the area? Um, I mean, the answer might be different if it wasn't quarantine right now, but what I'm loving the most is definitely the weather mm-hmm. uh, and the scenery. Columbia is pretty flat, and I think there are many things about it that are beautiful, and I always defend it to people, but um, just being in the, the mountains has been awesome. I grew up with a view of the mountains, so it feels um, more like home to me and really like the weather. It's almost like Asheville's in a different season than Columbia is right now where I am at the moment. It's oh, close definitely. to degrees <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and so I've just really enjoyed the weather the last couple of months that I've been up there. And I mean, the, the catch 22 there is that I'd love to be doing weddings during this weather. Um, but, um, I'm really excited to get to know the restaurants and breweries, which some I'm familiar with and, um, there's a lot to learn. Um, but I've always wanted to do more mountain weddings, outdoor weddings. And so I feel great to be up there in the heart of that and get to book more of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's what we're known for up here. That's why people travel from all over the country to yeah. get married in Nashville. Um, and a lot of great venues, uh, good community. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Lisa, one of the other co-owners. We did a podcast. Right. And she mentioned that she really wants that to be a place of community and gatherings. Um, so I'd love to yeah. hear a little bit more about the vision for that and what you all intend on doing there. Well... So the three of us, myself, Lisa of London and Lace Bridal Salon, and Jenny of Bombshell Studio, we all moved up from Columbia. I really like, it was not an established plan. It just, once we realized we all were doing that, we did it together. Um, and we decided to look for a space. Um, my studio in Columbia was in the back of the bridal store. Um, so that's how... Lisa and I's relationship developed and we've done a lot of styled shoots together. We've had many of the same clients, um, over time. So we've just developed this great working relationship where we love to bounce off of each other and collaborate together. And 
the studio is born of that and we want to do more of that and bring in others. Um, we'd love to work with photographers and build shoots out specifically to come shoot. Um, we'd love to host some dinners for vendors. Um, that was our next step before quarantine. Uh, we had, you know, big opening party that was open to really anybody. Um, but we'd like to really sit down with some selected vendors that we want to work with in the future and host them. Um, coming up, we're also toying with just having straight up parties there. Um, with nothing in mind other than just having a good DJ or a good band um, and showcasing our space. We're also using it as a gallery. Um, we have a lot of wall space and we'd love to feature artists. So it really, um, it can become anything and we're excited. It has a lot of potential um, just sitting there closed right now, which is heartbreaking. Um, but once it's going, um, we just want to share it as much as possible and we're open to anything ever comes. Yeah. I think it's a great space. I did attend your opening party and yeah. I, I think there needs to be a little more open, inclusive events around the wedding industry here in Asheville. Uh, we don't, yeah. you know, we're not big enough for not or wedding wire to throw parties here. So we kind of have to do it all ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there isn't much of that going on right now. So I'd love to support you all in any way possible for that, you know, um, right. in the alcohol bar side, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but that's going to be a fun spot. Uh, really yeah. forward to that. So it seems like you have a lot going on with the studio, with moving up here, kind of reestablishing, mm -hmm. you know, your, uh, you know, business in a different market. Uh, is there, you mentioned a little bit in the beginning about, what might be in store for the future uh, of your business. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I am, I'm still in the first couple of years of my business. I'm coming up on five years in um, June. I started it when I was 23. So I'm definitely still in the younger phase of the business and um, I more and more want to focus on um, higher budget, higher end events um, because I think that's the best use of my skill, um, what I've developed over time. And so um, moving towards um, less, less weddings and bigger events um, is what I would say. Um, I think it's, I th this is a service industry term, but turn and burn is not really what I want to do. I don't want to be doing 40 weddings a year. Um, as far as floral design goes, that would nearly be impossible on just myself and a small team of people. But um, I just, I want to grow into just a very high quality type of business. Um, and then Further down the line, um, because of where we're located, is such a good um, place to grow flowers. Um, part of the long-term goal is to have some land to actually grow my own inventory. That'd but be that's, great. Yeah, that's pretty far in the future. 
Well, you just got to learn how to terrace and grow on hills. You'll be good to go. Yeah. Um, but some of the, some of the really expensive blooms that I use, like dahlias, peonies, um, tulips, on and on and on, um, they grow great in Asheville. So I'd want to make the most of the location and, you know, expanding myself. Definitely. Yeah. There's already a few, uh, farms that either are yes. turned into venues or offer that service. So I think there's yeah, an opportunity for that, uh, to mm -hmm. be done here. Well, and another aspect that I'm always trying to work on is, um, being as environmental, uh, environmentally friendly as possible because the floral industry, um, in itself is extremely wasteful and hard on our environment. Um, there's so many chemicals, so many, so much of flying flowers around. Um, the bulk of what we use comes from South America, Africa, parts of Europe. Um, and so to produce these, this look that people are looking for, that has to be the scenario, especially it's a year round business. Um, so I can't rely completely on local product, but I'm, trying to get closer to that and then also phasing out things like floral foam um things that get wasted and thrown away um floral foam is also toxic for the environment so um i've phased that out completely and i only use uh chicken wire to build installations with um and that's stuff that can be reused plenty of times um and so taking a environmentally friendly approach is also something that I'm is in the long-term plan and working towards. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. We use compostable cups. Okay. Um, they decide to go with, you know, cups, plastic cups. Um, but I don't know where that ends up going. Like I, the cups aren't composted to my knowledge. Right. It's just the okay. ability for them to be composted. So I'm actually working on a, kind of a all-inclusive wedding package for backyard weddings. Mm -hmm. And I want it to include, I want every vendor to uh, have everything that they have has to be compostable. Yeah. So from the dessert to the, you know, obviously the catering is a big part of that. And we're lucky enough to have an industrial compost facility here in Asheville. Okay. Called uh, Johnny's Dumpster. So they will take in stuff like cups because you can't throw these compostable cups in your backyard compost you have to heat them up you know get them really hot and then they'll uh, mm -hmm. degrade so um so there is the ability to do it here but i don't know of anyone really taking that on so i want to spearhead that in this area yeah. because that's that's really important to me and at the end of the night i see all this waste and i'm like we can do something about this so um i'm glad to hear that it, there's there's others like me out there yeah, absolutely. Um, that weighs heavy on my conscience all the time. So. <laughs> well, we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to make, you know, sustainable weddings, not just a trend or hip, but like the norm, you know, I think we should, we can work on that together. So. I do too. Well, my puppy's calling for me, so I think I got to go. She's going to jump up right now. It's almost dinner time. Ladies there. <laughs> lady yeah she's here sniffing oh. my lunch i know you're a good puppy maggie thank <laughs> you so much for jumping on pistons and prosecco with me i'm gonna put a link to both your website and 
studio 15 in the show notes when this is published. Uh, so the listeners can check that out. Um, are, is there any other links? Do you want me to send people to your Instagram as well? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm Margaret Kelly weddings, um, all lowercase. Um, and the studio is studio fish studio 15 AVL, um, is how you would find that. And actually our website is still under construction. Okay. Um, but you'll find us at studio15.com eventually. <laughs> awesome. Well, by the time this publishes, hopefully it'll be, uh, up and running. Yeah, absolutely. Maggie, thanks so much again. I appreciate your time and I hope to see you soon once, uh, we're, we're social again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs>